Um, we wanted to jump right in today because we don't want to waste any time with this series. Um, I have so much to share. We have so much to get out. And we want to approach it not as a, um, what do you call it, a sermon, but a, a, a weekly discussion. Because we are endeavoring to win in the area of family. So here's what I want you to do for the family series. I want you to write this down. I want you to write down the 15th of every month. And I want you to agree with me or commit to have family check-in on the 15th of every month. The 15th of every month, have your family meeting, your family check-in. I don't care if it's just you and Junior or all of y'all, doesn't matter. Have a family check-in. Okay? Yeah, that's good. Um, and I want you to write this down. If you have questions that you would like to have answered throughout this series, we're going to text those questions to or send those questions to, I don't know, or tell you at the end of the service. Because I, I, I forgot that. It's, it's on my yellow card. Okay, that's why I don't know. Give me my yellow card here. I should, you know, we don't read. We just be looking over stuff. Give, give, me, give me this card. If you have questions you would like answered during the series, you can text those questions or send those questions to questions at lifelinechicago.com. Or, or you text can text. Questions. You okay? <laughs> or you can text. He always over here fiddling any when I got ready to preach. He was fiddling last time I was over here. Or you can text questions to 54244. Um, Natasha, Minnie. Hey. My, my main man. See these masks, see. Yeah, good to see you all. Love you all dearly. Uh, miss you all. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see because these masks be sending people off, man. Lady walked up on me at the store. Said, hey, there. And she just a talking. And I'm saying, I'm not who you think I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the mask. Yeah, back up off of me. You just, she had, had a full conversation with me. She was just trying and I was play. answering some of her questions. I'm like, I guess I got to play along. I mean. Y'all heard me? Oh, y'all did. What'd she say? Turn her mic up like man. She was trying to flirt. Right. She wasn't she trying she to flirt. Mm -mm. Had I been there, she wouldn't have done that. Mm. But we're going to get into this family series here. All right. So what questions would you like answered? You can she, she got her African earrings on. She thinks she bad today. Y'all better. So what questions you'd like answered and what topics, what topics would you like covered? Would you like to hear covered throughout this series? Because we're going to be talking about things like um, divorce and divorce proofing and how both are realities. Divorce is a reality and divorce proofing is a reality. We're going to get rid of some sacred cows that we've erected in the, in the church. That's going to help you, I believe. Um, Go ahead. I'm talk about I love my spouse, but I'm frustrated, and they really need to change. Mm. Mm. They need to change. Yeah, that's that's that that thing right there's a whole. <laughs> help, help! I'm overwhelmed with my teenager. Sibling rivalries, identifying the root. How to confront and dismantle generational dysfunction. And we're supposed to be family. We're supposed to be family. That's we're going to deal with that topic. We're supposed to be family. Um, expectations. And so there's a couple of things we want to talk about, but if there's things you want to have addressed, we want to make sure we hit that too. I'm still angry dealing with the root of bitterness. How to live above family chaos. Moving on is not always as simple as it sounds. Unmarried and good. Unmarried and good. And so those are a few things you're going to hit that you want to be present for. Those that are online, y'all seem like y'all ready. <laughs> I love our elders. They just, ain't nothing like them. Um, go to Proverbs 24. I want to see what they're saying online. I want to engage. We're going to do some different things. A lot of people in our church are buying homes and it's a blessing. And I would, you remember back last summer, I was going live a lot from my home and my yard. I'd like to do that from your house. 
So one Sunday service, we'll go live from your backyard. And I'll come to your house, we'll preach, and they can sing here or sing, I don't know, but we're going to do some different things here. As long as you put up your dogs. If you have dogs, you can put up your dogs. London ain't dealing with no dogs now. No. <laughs> lady got on the airplane with a dog. I said, lady, you, you got to put this dog in this bag. Running up and down the aisle. Run, I said, "No, you, you, you just can't. You, your dog can't run the aisle on the plane, lady. This, what kind of privilege you think you got? Put this dog in the bag." <laughs> Proverbs twenty-four and three. In the Amplified, let's start there, and then we'll kind of walk through some of this. Through skillful and godly wisdom, is a house you can always put in family there if you see house is a family or a house built, and by understanding, it is established. And all of your getting, come on, we should get what? So if you get a car, you should understand how to deal with your car. If you get a house, you should understand your house. Um, if you get a spouse, you should have understanding. If you get children and all of your getting, you should get understanding. Because if you don't have understanding, you don't reap all of the benefits The benefits. So like with the cars, you get these cars and you turn it on and you go, but you don't know the behind the scenes, all the stuff the computer can do. When you get a spouse, you just think you just marry. You don't know the ins and the outs of your spouse. Same thing with your children. So mm -hmm. if you don't have understanding, you won't receive all of the benefits, all of the goodness that God has in these things. And, and you'll waste good time. You know how much time I've wasted fooling with my television because I didn't read the manual and get understanding? I'm pushing buttons and I'm doing this and I'm hitting the side and I'm all over the place when I had just read the instructions and got some understanding. And so we're going to give you some understanding throughout this series as it relates to family um, that is very important. Verse 4, and by knowledge shall its chambers of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Um, look at the Passion Translation. It says, wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, communities, and through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and they endure. This is the, the Passion Translation of Proverbs 24 and 3. I say it again. Wise people are builders. Put it up on the screen so they can see it. They build families, they build businesses, they build communities, and through intelligence and insight, say intelligence and insight, because seemingly the intelligence side of humanity is decreasing. It says through intelligence and insight, there enterprises are established and endure. Look at the amplified of that same verse. It says, through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family is built. And again, by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. Um, Joshua said, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. You serve the Lord by becoming, um, coming in, in, in union with his instructions for your life so you can submit to those instructions and please him in your living. I told you another series ago that our ultimate deal now in the earth is to please the Lord. That's your life's calling. Write it down. My life's calling is to please the Lord. It's to please the Lord. I'm a gift in, I don't have a gift. I'm a gift in the earth. And my life is to please him in the earth. My calling is to please him in the earth. I'm a gift that the earth gets to unpack and enjoy. Are you listening to me? So let's establish this right up front. We are family. Say, we are family. Say it loud. I'm going to clean some things up because we think when we fall out with people, we're not family anymore. We, we are family. Let's establish that right up front. Even God refers to us as the family of God. He even tells us in Galatians, he says to do good to all people 
especially those in the family of God. He calls us family, whether you go to that church or this church or part of that ministry, whether you got mad with me and left this church, you can be mad, but you're still family because we got the same daddy. Are you listening to me? Regardless of our desire to cut off and get away from and run and disconnect, we must stop finding ways to part with family and find ways to coexist together. Write this down through good and bad. This is the part that really plays the biggest deal. Through good, we know how to do through good. But somehow the world has convinced us that when bad comes, I don't have to deal with this. And, and loyalty and family endures through everything. You about to listen to me. Even on bad terms, loyalty doesn't go down. I don't expect you to, to cross me because we, we, we got into it. We, 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 still, we still locked in. We just had us a moment. And society has taught us and we have bought it that we can just get rid of people. I lost half the room. When trouble comes, here's what you hear people say. You hear this term all the time. You were supposed to be family. I, I, I thought you were family. What does that mean? That means there's an expectation I have of you because we are family. There's an expectation. That's why it says when something happens, it says, man, I thought you were, you said we were, we were supposed to be which means my expectation of you, of us, was now assaulted. Listen to me carefully. And when your expectation is assaulted when it comes to family, you withdraw, you pull back, you run away, you don't want to deal with, the offense comes, hurt comes, all of this happens. And because we haven't learned how to go through it, we, we stop the relationship right there. And we sometimes still come around one another, but we don't coexist together. So we have these phrases like we do life together. Really, you don't. It's just a phrase that you use because you don't even talk to me. I, I I can't tell you the amount of times I have been places in public and seen people that we consider family and they literally ran from us. You're running up the bread aisle. You're trying to duck out over here. And I'm thinking, what is going on with this? Because at some place, something happened in the heart when it comes to family. And you don't just sing over that. You don't just pray over that. You don't just preach over that. We got to learn how to not violate expectations and how to meet expectations. And they're not. Let me tell you this. And come on, I want you to jump in here. Now, we've been doing a lot of talking in the back and at home and on the plane and anything in there. And so jump on in here, because, no, you know, I'm a talker. I'll just be talking and you be sitting here enjoying. And <laughs> Listen here. They're not needy expectations. Don't let people tell you you just needy. No, it's a human expectation. You were built with this expectation. If you're breathing, you have these expectations. What are they? To be loved, to be embraced, to be considered, to be cared for, um, to be covered, um, to be understood. You want to be a part. You expect loyalty. You, you, you don't want them to hurt you. You want them to, when you hurt, to hurt with you, feel you, but don't hurt me. You have these expectations. You expect grace. You want to be needed. You just needy. No, 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 no. That's a human expectation we have for those we do life with, we coexist with, we call family. I have an expectation for her. She has one for me. Um, um, We have one for our children. And here's the deal. Because we are all flawed, sometimes we don't meet those expectations and it causes ripples in our relationships it causes unraveling of our lives but it does not mean we're not family how many of y'all watch stuff like Grey's Anatomy come on um, nobody okay well praise the Lord how many of y'all watch TV 
How many of y'all watch some shows? There's a whole lot of stuff going on in them shows, like, like, like adultery and, and killing and lying and cheating and betrayal. You're like, ooh, this is good TV. Well, all that... <laughs> All of that TV came from the Bible. Have you read your Bible lately? Have you started in Genesis? Everything is in that from incest to, I mean, it's in there. Rape, murder. Rape, murder, lying, cheating, betrayal. It's in there. It's in the scripture. It's all a product of fallen man. And here's the thing I like about the Bible that we read. In spite of those flawed families, God still used them. How do we get off saying God can't use somebody because we identified a flaw when God used flawed people in the scripture? That's, listen, let me help you. That's all he had to use. Everybody was flawed. I'm not. I'm not glorifying being flawed. I'm not glorifying mistakes. I'm not saying you know wear your stuff on your your collar and be cool about it. I'm just telling you, um, don't discount yourself because you've made some mistakes. Don't discount yourself because you haven't crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. Don't discount yourself because every now and again, you find yourself done messed up or done sin. Listen, listen, where sin abound, grace much more abounds. And you see the grace of God evident in the, even in the early scripture because these people were a mess. We talk about David and the Psalms that he wrote and him dancing before the Lord, but he also killed the man. Not by accident. He set him up. Slept with his wife. Slept with the man's wife. Got the woman pregnant. Mm -hmm. And killed the husband. But he was a a man. (laughs) How to get away with murder. Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. Say it again now, I can't hear you. I said the Bible said he was still a man after God's own heart, even after all of that. Now, I I just, I I, I, want to point this out because I'm reading this book and it talks about all the flawed families in the Bible. A lot of it, I didn't even, I had never read it or never understood it the way I read it through this book. I'm like, this is crazy. I mean, if these producers get a hold of this, they got a hit show. Yeah, I was just about to say. Huh? You do it. You said me do it? Let me tell you about that. No, I am coming into this thing in my life, Elder Floyd, where I understand my lane. When you don't understand your lane, you cause accidents in your life and other people's lives because you're trying to do everything. Just because it's a good thing don't mean it's a God thing for you. You cause traffic too. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the way here. The lady was in the fast lane. Yeah, so if you don't was. get out, this not your lane. I was hoping she wasn't coming. You're to doing church. 30, and she'd be like, don't say nothing because she might be going to church. Yeah, you, don't you blow blowing your home. at her. I only blew one set of those. It was, it, it wasn't no bomb. It was like beep, like you in the wrong lane. Like, like, all, like all, all these cars backed up behind you, you in the wrong lane. You're doing 35. Why you didn't take Roosevelt? What you say? She said, "Was it your fast or was it the normal fast?" It was. She was in the wrong lane. She should have been in the in the slow. What you lane. mean, my fast? Because you drive fast. Yeah. I, no, I don't drive fast. My car go fast. But your car don't go. Your foot have to put the <laughs> no. gas to the. You know. Listen, Stacy, that car I got, that thing go from zero to hundred in a second. But you have to do something when to I, get it to hey, do that. Hey, Devin, when I went to test drive it, I almost drove it through the the um the dealership. I didn't know it had that much. Um, Corey didn't tell me. I hit the gas, pow! <laughs> the dude said, hey, 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 Mr. Royal! But just because it has all that power don't mean you have to use it. You put your foot down on that pedal all the way and then you're going to go 200 miles. But when I drive it, I don't go that fast because I don't use it. Like you drove that. my car? Your car is our car. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's get this straight. That's our car. That's not your car. That's our car. Yeah, you laugh. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> you, hey, that's our e- car. Even in marriage, you gotta have some for yourself. That's our car. We pay the note. How many, how many times you done drove that car? 
I drove it maybe like three, four times. Three, four times? I must uh-huh. not been there. I, yeah. We got two keys. I done got car. hot. See, I can drive it when I want to drive it. Okay. How you we, gonna say we, that's your car? We're gonna, we gonna talk about that when we get to the marriage piece. <laughs> your car. Because although you're married, there is independence in marriage. Not in that car, it's oh. not. See, I done fix it. I know when it's been touched. <laughs> I got my settings on the seat and everything. I just okay. got to push a button. I go right. how I need to go. I, okay. We're going to fix yeah. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. By the time this, we get to the married part, we'll have it, we'll have it fixed. We, we sure will. Yeah. We you sure going to You going to let everybody know that that's our car by that time. Uh-huh. Okay. Y'all, see, y'all didn't think uh, she was that feisty. Y'all <laughs> thought she was just a quiet storm. Okay. All right. <laughs> and y'all ladies laughing too hard back here in this corner. It ain't, it ain't that funny. Because they know. <laughs> All right. So as I was saying before I was interrupted. You asked me to talk. And when I talk. <laughs> come on now. I, I'm going to just go sit down. <laughs> She got the elders standing up saying, hey, hey. You they know when the elders well, do, do, do that, that well. hand like that? <laughs> uh, talk some, all right. So as I said, we must make families safe again. People are going outside of family to find safety. And family ought to be the safest place in the world. It, it reminds me of the episode of Good Times when the guy was bothering, I think, J.J. And J.J. was kind of afraid of him. And he was nervous in his house, intimidated. And James said, hey, you don't break and run in your own house. This is your house. This, this is your family. This is the only place you ain't got to run. You're safe here. And if we have run up on things that have made our families unsafe, this series will help us make them safe again. You got to be safe with your spouse, safe with your children. They be safe with you. We got to be safe with each other. And, and, and it, it doesn't, it's not just us to them. It's them to us. It's, it's reciprocal. And so all of humanity, all of humanity wants to prosper in their relationships. They want to prosper with their family. Nobody gets married to say, let's just kind of see how it happens and be mediocre and whatever. No, you get married in hopes of having the greatest time of your life with your spouse and building with them and that kind of deal. And, and, and it's not that you don't love them. It is not love that's missing. It is learning how to love that's missing. Because, write this down, because just because you love me or say you do, doesn't mean I feel loved by you. Just because you say you love me don't mean I feel loved by you. So we we express our love the way we feel loved. So we we talk about the five love languages and we know that God is bigger than that. But if I had a love language and it was affection, I would... Okay, yep. I was trying to see what it said online. I'll just go ahead. Okay. So if, if I had a love language and if and it was just affection, I'm going to be affectionate towards you mm-hmm. because that's how I need love. Mm-hmm. You might not need me to touch on you. Yeah, you might need right. me to give you a gift. Right. So with that, we express love. Right. Mm-hmm. We express love the way we receive love, mm-hmm. not necessarily the way the other person wants to or needs to receive love. That's how I can say I love you, but you don't feel loved by and me. And that's strong. And, and, and you got to check that out. If, if you hear nothing else, write that down. Check that out with your spouse, with your family. Like, do you feel loved by me? I say it. I hug you, kiss you on the forehead. But do you feel loved by me? Because if you don't talk about that, that will cause you to withdraw because I'm loving you and you act like I don't love you. I'm giving to you. You act like I ain't doing nothing. And, and what they're really saying is you say you love me, but I don't feel loved by you. Because what I need, how I need love demonstrated, you're not doing that. And you don't get to tell me how to be loved. 
And I won't know unless you tell me. Unless yeah. you tell me. So family is where we learn how to love. If you're a believer, you learn how to walk in the fruit of the spirit um, um, in family. You know how to be patient, how to be kind. You know how to be long-suffering in family. Because I can't walk away from you, but right now I want to bust you in your head. Are you listening to me? Even when it comes to our children. Man, our children, it's, it's, oh, that's a, you know. Yeah. Because it was, they were, uh, the, yeah. The more they grow, the mm. older they get, mm. the more friction you may have in your home mm. because now they have opinions just like you. Yes. See, when they were younger, it's like, go get dressed, put them blue pants on and get onto the car. Now it's, I don't want them blue pants. Blue I ain't wearing them blue pants. I don't like blue pants. And you got to go through all of this. And now kids have a voice. Yeah. Yeah. See, we, most of us grew up, we didn't have a voice. And, 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 and I'm not knocking parents or anything. Our parents, your parents, our churches did what they did and what they knew for us. But now a lot of us, we give our kids a voice. We like to discuss with them. I had to tell my son, you get to discuss with me and we get to talk through it, but I'm not your equal. So even in me letting you discuss this with me, there's a level of respect you got to have in discussing this with me. There's a tone you can't use with me. There's looks you can't have toward me. No, you don't get to walk out when I'm talking. We get to sit and have the conversation. And when we finish, we both disperse. I think I'm hitting something here in the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, because I, I know you're dealing with it. And it's not just, the t- it's, it's all ages. Yeah. Here is why. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but here is why. It's because they're being fed another doctrine. Mm. Yeah. There's a doctrine they get here. There's a different one playing in their ear. And see, you're anointed though because in order to build the family you want, to build the nest, the safe place for your family, um, um, it's going to take you knowing how to navigate through all of that. Because birds build nests with broken branches. And so things that are broken in your family, you got to know how to use those pieces, navigate through those pieces to build the nest you want. Stop waiting for everybody to be perfect so I can have a perfect family. It's not going to happen. Until Jesus comes back, you're going to be working this thing out. He's going to be perfecting that which concerns you. So if your daughter's broken, if your husband is broken, if your wife is broken, take those broken pieces and build your nest. Get some counsel. Apply the scripture. Do what you got to do. And sometimes you got to simply say, you know what? I can't fix this. I need help. It's too much for me. Because some of us, we're bent on, I'm going to fix this family. And you're wearing yourself out. I think sometimes you take your hands off, even with the prodigal son. Um, He says, give me my stuff. I'm out of here. Dad said, here, take your stuff. And if you read the scripture, nobody ever went after him. There was no team that said, come on back home, son. You don't need to be. He went out there. He, he, took, he, did what he, he made his decisions. And the father had to be home allowing him to make those decisions. I think some of the things that we're hurting our children with is we rescue them too much. Sometimes you got, you got to let them sit out there. You know, hey, I don't. Take your key when you leave. I left it. We'll sit on the porch till I get back. I ain't turning around to come back for you. You're going to leave your son out there in the cold. I bet he remember his key next time. <laughs> it got real quiet right there. Like, not my baby. That's, that's, it's, it's, it's. It's, you you got to know when your children will always be your babies. But you got to know when to coddle and when not to coddle. 
It's always, I don't care if he's 35, that's my son, that's my baby, but you got to know. Let him go. They, they didn't go to get that boy out there. He was out there living riotous, sleeping with women, doing all these kind of crazy things. And, 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 but he realized what was put in him when he was back at home. And the Bible said he came to him. He says, now this is crazy. I'm out here living like this and home is like this and dad already got. Let, he says, let me, let me go home. I'm all ahead of myself, but. That's good, though. He, he, said, he said, let me go home. Let me go home. I don't think that just goes for prodigal sons. It goes for prodigal husbands, prodigal wives, prodigal. Mm-hmm. You've established home. Loving home, caring home, gracious home. They leave home. I ain't talking about always physically because you can be in the home but have left. That's the worst kind of leaving. I'm still here, but I left. And sometimes you got to let them be gone. We're going to talk about all this. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, and this is just introduction. I don't have any layout this today. I just introducing the series. We're going to talk about when divorce is necessary. Ooh, how do divorce-proof people going to talk about when divorce is necessary? Because we have been under some unbalanced teachings that says you stay there. He beating you, he doing this, his heart is not, you stay right there and you quote the scripture. No, I have no right to tell you that. I can, I can share the word with you. But it's, it is your conviction, it is your Holy Ghost that's going to tell you whether to fight or stay or move or leave. But I can't say you stay there because the Lord said and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And you quote the scripture and you say, I've quoted the scripture and I poured the coffee and I run the bath water. And his heart or her heart is still not pliable. We're going to talk about that. I ain't, I ain't talking about just ways to get out because you don't like him no more. And then there are times when you are going through the, the, the most hellish of marriage. And God will say, you stay right there. I'm going I'm to show you a great deliverance. But that comes from your heart and your walk and your hearing with him. Not nobody from the outside. The folks from the outside say, girl, I, w- I wouldn't take that. I know you wouldn't. That's why you're on your fifth marriage. I know you wouldn't take it. So there's a set balance. So, see, I told y'all, pastor said we should all get divorces. That's not what I said. He said, if you're going through, you should leave them. That's not what I said. They, they told us when we were getting married, you can leave because of um, adultery, adultery, abuse, abuse addiction. and addiction. That's not even true. I know folks that have stayed through all three and have a glorious marriage. God have, have shown them a great deliverance. So that ain't true either. It may be true to you, but we can't take what God is telling somebody else and apply it to the whole house. Man, man. Well, I just, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to walk through this because I'm going to let them know because I'm tired of this. I'm going to keep it real. No, 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 no. No, you want to keep it real or you want to keep it running? And sometimes if you want to keep it running, you got to shut up and let God fight your battle. One of the most maturest things to do is to keep your mouth shut when you want to talk. Ooh, there's been some time. Listen, listen, Tracy, I, I got something to say. I know how I want to say it. I know who I'm going to say it to. And I, I can read you. I can cut you. And God will say, shut your mouth. Oh, when he come home, I'm letting him know this is his last night. And we ain't taking this no more. And God will say, shut up. Because you got all this to say to him, but you ain't said nothing to me. God says, come talk to me. We're going to deal with, with divorce. We're going to deal with life after divorce. We're going to deal with widows. We're going to deal with widowers. We're going to deal with all of this because it's a family affair. And you can't be selfish about, well, I'm unmarried. Just talk about the unmarried. And I'm, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about all of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Where was I? Dysfunction. She said, all of it. 
So, no, 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 let's go back up real quick. Family, write this down. Let's give you some definitions of what family is. Are y'all, are y'all still here? Yes. Is this all right? Yes. Okay. Um, it's a, this more traditional definitions is a group of people living together. Um, husband, wife, children, all blood related, all who live in the same household. These are more traditional things, but we know it's not um, quite balanced because all of us have those we consider family that don't even live with us or that's not blood related. Um, Cordea is just as much as my son as Justin and Jaden is. Although she didn't have him, he doesn't have our last name yet, but that is my son. He is family. Um, so the more contemporary definitions is a sense of loyalty. Well, we got to we got to bring loyalty back. Ooh, bring it back to humanity. Um, selflessness. Love and genuine care for others. Um, a group of people who want as well as choose to be together. And no test, trial, or troubles can breach it. The movie um, Lilo and Stitch Lilo says, Ohana means family. It means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Nobody. 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 Well, they dysfunctional. We all are. Can I, can I let you in on, on a secret? Because I know you think you're not, but we're all dysfunctional. We all have some dysfunctions working in our family. Since the beginning of time, dysfunction has been present. We don't call it that because you make jokes about it. We, we, we've we've um, made it the thing like dysfunction is really functioning, but it's really dysfunctional. Tyler Perry has become rich on portraying dysfunction. Dysfunction. And we relate to that as if it's normal. So we, re- we expect that in relationships. We crack jokes like, yeah, Big Mama, you know, she said, and that's dysfunctional. It was never meant for Big Mama to be the main person over the whole family. I lost half the room. Where is my dear's husband? You said she thought it was brown, it ain't brown. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> but think about some things that we call functional, but it's really dysfunctional. Look at God's, we gave you definitions. Look at God's heart for family. Write this stuff down. I'll go real quick. I got seven minutes. The family is the foundational institution of society ordained by God. It is, it, it is a foundational institution of society ordained by God. It is the fundamental building blocks of strong society. The answer to a whole W-H-O-L-E society is a whole W-H-O-L-E family. So when you get on talk shows and different people you begin to talk with or, or, or panels, they don't want to talk about that. They want to blame everybody else. And we said, well, let's get back to the origin of, of why society. Let's talk about the family. No, it ain't the family. It's the police. It's to this. It's to that. It's to this. And all that plays a part. But if we get back to family and why the family is the way it is. Yeah, we, we didn't choose to be this way. Are y'all listening? I, I, can, I can go way back to the boat with this. I'm going to have to do some of that in this series because I don't think we understand the depth of why we see what we see now in families, especially black families. And that's why if you, if, if you show you don't have a heart in that area, that means you don't know the origin. Because if you knew the origin, you would, you would have more understanding for Pee Wee Nim, as you say. And Lud Ray Nim. And grandmama who's 29. It's a cycle that we didn't start. Okay, y'all quiet now. Okay. I don't know if they can handle that, Chris, but I, I'm going to have to get, get into some of that. Because my studies have broadened 
beyond what we think is what it is. And I'm trying to be careful with it so I'm not considered a heretic. But, but I have some understanding that I believe the black church is missing. And we shouting and dancing and spitting and we don't, even, we don't have understanding in this area. And that's how we're doubting one another and killing one another. And that's why even in our, among us, we have different statuses. I have, I have people that I, I consider friends, I consider family. I had to disconnect from them because if we're in this together, we're in this together. And we're going to grow together and we're going to build together. And if you got something, let me in on it. And if I got something, I got to let you in on it. And if you showing me I ain't of that type of deal and I'm closed off and what I got is what I got and I'm building on this wall and you stay over there, then we're not friends. We're not family. If I find out how to get $5,000 legally in a great way and it's a God way today, I'm going to tell Stacy and I'm going to tell Kelly and I'm going to tell, uh, the, I'm, hey, 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 come here. It's $5,000. I'm going to let you know. Not, no, don't say nothing because they may get, they may get 6000 What is that? But that comes from a place. It's, it's, it's bigger than we just dysfunctional. We just dysfunctional. We don't love one another. We kill one another. We just dysfunctional. We're gonna talk about that too. Can we talk about that too? Um, God's heart for family. Um, the plan and purpose of family is to prepare every individual for a creative and spirit-filled life. That's good right there. It's where you discover who you are. Ah, that's strong. Family is where you discover who you are. That's why so many people are walking around without purpose. They don't know. They don't have a clue of tomorrow because family is where you discover that. And you begin your journey of fulfillment in family. That's why our parents, all they knew was what you want to be when you grow up. They at least knew that. And they tried to put you in that direction. You want to be a doctor? You want to be a lawyer? And, and for some, it was limited because we only thought of what would make a lot of money. Because most of us are poor, so of course I want to be a doctor, you make a lot of money. I want to be a lawyer, make a lot of money. And, and the creative arts and things were never even expressed to us. Right. So in church, you want to be a deacon or a minister. Outside, you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, or maybe a police officer back then. Something that's going to make some money. Because we didn't have any money. So a lot of our decisions are based on money. And still now, they're based on money. And you never make decisions based on money. Never. You make it based on heart. And your heart will attract the monies that you need. Man, that's strong. So the dysfunction, write down dysfunction. I have two minutes. Come on, dysfunction. Dysfunction has been in the family since the garden. And every family, every family listening to me online, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching from, you have dysfunction. We hide them. We cover them. We don't want to be transparent, but you have them. Every family has lies and secrets, and they struggle, and they, there's cheating, there's stealing, there's murder, there's adultery, there's violence, there's jealousy, there's betrayal. It's in every family to some degree. I ain't killed nobody with your tongue you have. You sat all last night and talked about your auntie with your cousin. That's murder. Every family has it. We have it in the broad family and in the close family. I don't care who you close with and how close you are. There's some things you don't share with them about your family. Find the lie. I know I ain't lying. That's my girl. There's some things she don't know about you. There's some things you ain't shared with her. <laughs> there's some things you ain't told her. Because there's a part of us that that that. Cover, we've been taught to cover ourselves. And dysfunction is deviating from the norm. There's a normal that God designed for us. It's, it's impairment in function. It's weak in functioning. It's against the intended function. It's abuse. Abuse comes from two words, abnormal and use. It's abuse. It's abnormal use of marriage, abnormal use of children, abnormal use of time, abnormal use of, of thinking. And because it's been it's so prevalent and it's so common, it's not even considered dysfunction anymore. 
the things that I see on social media is dysfunction times a thousand, but it gets 400 likes. It gets a thousand hearts. It gets a girl, you cute. No girl, you're naked on the internet. Celebrate with me, my new spouse. You didn't divorce the last one yet. Why are we liking this? That's dysfunctional. Man, people will like you to a bad place. That's why, that's why I tell you, hey, I tell you, if, if, if I'm off Stacy, hey, while you shave my head, let me know. But don't let me be out there like that. Those are not your friends. We often say stuff like, man, she ain't got no friends. How you know that? Look at her. Somebody should tell her. Look at him. Somebody should tell him. They ain't got no friends. I think I'm losing the room, Tom. If we're going to build family the way God intended, you're going to have to be strategic about dealing even with this dysfunction. He's going to perfect that which concerns us. But you got to deal with it. Nobody said amen. I'm going to be as soon as my son get it together. Wrong idea. Can I tell you this? And I'm preaching to myself for a minute. Those who have troubled children or you have trouble with your children, you're anointed to deal with them. Your frustration is just now higher than what you can see for the grace that you have to deal with them. Lower your frustration and you'll begin to hear ways of how to approach and deal with your children. I know, I know what I'm talking about because I, I get frustrated to sometimes no end. Like, 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 get your stuff and, and go live somewhere else. Because we both, we both can't stay here. No, it's no, we, we, no, we both can't stay here. Because I wonder, you know, I, 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 I tell him, I says, if I had a thought, even thought about, I'm 40, what, I'm 41? 40. 40, 40. I'm 48 years old. And I still have the utmost honor for my parents. You ain't going to catch me talking crazy, getting flipped, getting smart. I don't care if I'm they passing. I don't do all that. You ain't going to catch I'm not going to do it. First of all, I'm still scared my dad may slap me if I do. I, I just think he still may try. So I told my children, I said, if I... If I even thought of some of the things that y'all do, I think I'd be dead. At least cripple. <laughs> Comatose something. Y'all, some of y'all knew and don't know my story. The, the, the night before my wedding, I was going to marry her in the morning. And my dad slapped five from me. Because he thought I said something. I was a grown man. You know how they said, I was a grown amen. <laughs> I was getting married in the morning, Chris. We just had our, our, our rehearsal dinner. And Pastor Clyde was there. He was my best man. He was grown man. He grown too. We was about to leave the apartment. And he slapped five from me. Just thinking about it, you know. <laughs> but what, what do you do? See, see, when, when real honor is in place, you don't cross it. And this generation is missing honor. Not, not, just, not just for pastors and leaders, for, for humanity. They don't honor anybody. They don't honor anything. Rules, codes, people, nothing. And that's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yes, I was naturally, I was mad. He slapped me in front of my best friend. I'm a grown man. I'm getting married in the morning. That should have stopped years ago. But what was I supposed to do? 
I wasn't going to raise up. She better talk to myself the next day and raise up. <laughs> Did I think about it? No, man, I didn't, I didn't even think about raising up, but I was mad. I was embarrassed. My feelings were hurt. My pride was assaulted. I was just sitting there looking. He could have said something. He know he wasn't going to say nothing either. But he's a good friend because he, you know, he's like, man, dude, he didn't say nothing. He just looked like. <laughs> People only got in the car. <laughs> I mean, what you supposed to do? See, nowadays, these kids raise up on you. And that's why you need the return of the Holy Ghost so you'll be locked up fooling around with your kids. Because I wasn't raised like this, so we're not going to have that in the house. You're not going to raise up on me. Oh, and, 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 and I, I'll probably give you a minute and let you get yourself together. But you raise up on her, it's a whole other story. It's a done deal now. We're moving furniture in the house. Because you don't raise up on mama. We're just not going to do that. They know if I'm in another room and I hit, hit them in there and they have an exchange with her, I just going to say, hey, hey, now wait a minute. Or I just holler from my room. That's the end of that. Come on down. Because we're not going to do this. But your children will take you on trips you didn't pack for. And, And I have the Holy Ghost and I love the Lord. But sometimes you get caught off guard. And you don't know what you would do or what you would say. That's why I had no, I had no place to judge Kirk Franklin. He said what he said. It was strong. It was harsh. It wasn't godly, but he said it. And we don't know what pushed him to do that. We don't know. But he's talking to a 33-year-old man. That man said something to him. And I'm just glad it was over the phone or Kirk might be locked up with the new album because... But I, I've, been, I've been there. Can we just, can we talk in this series? I, 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 I've, had, I've had to walk off. Like, boy, I, I'm, I'll kill you in here. Let me, let me get up out of here. Let me go downstairs. But we're going to, listen, but we're going to teach you how to build nests with broken branches. And even when dysfunction is still showing its head, we can live in peace. We can live in grace and know how to talk. We had, we've had some terrible moments in our home. Absolutely terrible. I think we should talk about those moments more because sometimes we paint a picture that everything is great. We got off an airplane in Virginia and a guy ran into us and said, hey, there go that perfect married couple. I said, stop. Don't even put that on me. He ain't put that on me. He said, we ain't perfect. We working every day to have our marriage made in heaven. Every single day. To work through our dysfunctions. Work through all of her flaws. She got a lot of flaws. And we're working through those. <laughs> you like that bird, you know. <laughs> but I wouldn't say every, every day. I'll say every minute. Of what? Every second. Yes, we are. Because you have a choice to do right or to do wrong Mm -hmm. every second, every minute. So we're working on it all. And and, and because we're all, we all have a degree of selfishness, we're always wanting our way. And I don't care how, you can, you can love each other, but you be snapping at each other. I don't keep you on vacation, on a plane. It happens. Because because you you got you got my crazy self and my dysfunction marrying her crazy self and her dysfunction. Now we got three kids with their crazy self and their dysfunctions. We got thirty one flavors going on in our house. All this dysfunction. <laughs> and so it's not that we don't love each other. We got to learn how to coexist with all of that. With how I'm made and how she's made and how he's made. And one of the worst things for you to understand and have to embrace and 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 admit is sometimes your kids are acting just like you. 
You created the monster, now you want to put it in the cage. It came from you. Sometimes when I go in there and say, hey, don't talk to your mama like that, that's because he heard me doing it. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all want to y'all talk? I'm not interested in church as usual. I'm interested in us winning in life. And if we got to sit and do these things, we will. But I am fresh out of time. I'm fresh out of time. We'll pick up next Sunday. I pray that those who are doing devotions and are um, community talks during the week. You be led of the Lord of height. I want you to navigate through this series even. But I love the fact that we are sharing the ministry platform with all of the people now. So I, I don't want you to get, you know, passing them that on. Don't even trip on that. Um, you're going to see us on Sunday. And then on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in prayer, you're going to see the, the pew sharing. And it's been great sharing. Great, great graces in our house. So don't not tune in because somebody else is on there talking that you didn't want to hear or you're not familiar with. You'll be surprised of what's in somebody's mouth for you. So this will be a very necessary series. And we're going to take our time and walk through it. Don't forget to send your questions. Don't forget to send topics that you want to see us cover. We're going to sit. We're going to have a therapist sit with us one week and talk with you. We're going to have other pastors sit and talk with you. We're going to have real life families sit and talk with you because you want to win. I'm interested in nothing but us winning in life. We've been going around the same circles for too long. and We just want to be better. We're going to give you the tools to be better. It's going to take work on all of our part. We'll be as honest as we can be and as transparent as we can be. We're going to share some things you haven't heard, you may not even know about us, but I want us to win. Flawed families, but God used every one of them. These stories in the Bible are so deep. What they did to Joseph And you mad because she didn't bring the potato salad. Absalom and all them, it's just, there's some terrible stuff in there. But you also saw the hand of God. One of the things I've learned, Jason, one thing I learned, Sean, is, which I didn't realize, we didn't know early on in marriage and, and living is that we're all human. It may sound weird, but we are. Because there's an expectation once you get saved that you're no longer human. And the things that humans deal with and struggle with, you don't because you save now. No, we have a method of overcoming that the scripture gives us. Like it says, the weapon is formed, but it won't prosper, but it will be formed. But we have tools to win even in that. And so I'm, you know, I, I found my lane. I, I, I don't know if I found it. I'm resting more in it. I know our lane is marriage and family. That's our lane. If I stop pastoring today, that'll still be my lane. Because there's still a plethora of ministry needed there. That is our lane. And it's not our lane because we're the perfect couple with the perfect family. Absolutely not. I think our journey qualifies us for this lane. But this lane was given to us before the foundation of the world, before I knew her and before she even knew me. And here we are. We're going to walk through this. And if you're assigned to this house, man, stay connected. Go back and listen to this again next week. Share it. If you're watching online, if you're even sitting here, share it right now on your page. Share it somewhere. We need to hear practical things like this so we can win. We're going to talk about economy. 
talk about the money piece. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a great time. Did you enjoy today?